0: amazing to see that uh, Rick is here, but it's kind of surprising, but I felt led to, to speak on healing tonight, and um, Rick will still pray for you after the message, um, Nancy too. Amen. Uh, title of the message is, uh, Obtained to Bring Divine Healing to lives ordained to bring divine healing I really really believe in divine healing Um, it's been uh, this is about the sixth year now to really thank God because of what he's doing in my life and I said it before there's not going to come a Sunday Oh that's a Wednesday night when you know you say pastor can't make it to church today he's sick at home I will be here and God has kept that I've had symptoms but I don't receive them God has kept it I'm not bragging on, my, on me myself I'm bragging on the Lord because I know he's faithful to his word these things come by revelation it's not by power it's not by might it's by his spirit as God gives you revelation and uh, God will do it Uh, you can't keep yourself but God can if we trust in his word there's a lot going on and I don't understand everything about healing but I'm learning and I'm growing I want to know more I really want to know more. I don't understand why some situations, things happen, and in other situations, I just don't go there. All I know is to stay with scriptures and let scripture fulfill itself. Uh, Deuteronomy 29, verse 29. Now, you have to understand this. The fact that one person is healed, another person is not healed, doesn't mean one person is more, the one who is healed is more spiritual. That's not what I'm saying. The whole concept, I fully don't understand. I just know to stay with God's word and believe God's word. Uh, sometimes a believer is strong in one area and weak in another area. You understand what I'm saying? The muscle you exercise the most is going to be the strongest muscle in your body. That's just the way it is. So we have to look into God's word. And what I'm trying to do when I speak on healing is to help us, help me believe the world to the extent where you know that you know that God is. And sickness is not an issue. Sin is not an issue. I've been talking about sin shall not have dominion over you. Uh, Sin shall not have dominion over me. Uh, I don't buy into uh, sin. There was a time that I bought into sin because it made me very sin conscious and that's all you think about, resisting not to sin and not to sin I don't want to sin I don't want to sin Uh, I don't think like that it's not part of my thinking Uh, the thing is to think more of what God is doing how can I get involved how can I get involved how can I do more not I don't want to sin I don't want to sin God you hold me back that's not what it is that's sin consciousness in the same way that people can be sin conscious you can become sickness conscious because it's been, just been a part of your life. See what I mean? So you got to t- t- change your mind and begin to move to the other way where you are believing the word. And it's not that easy. I mean, it's got to start somewhere. And then you begin to work it. And sometimes you win some battles. Other battles you tend to lose, but you don't give up. You know, the Bible says the righteous man may fall even seven times. God will... Raise them again. You don't have to worry about the outcome. You're not trying to prove anything to anybody. You understand what I'm saying? It's not I'm more righteous than yourself. No, we are all growing together. So please understand where I'm coming from. This is just for us to know what God is giving to us, so we can grow in this area. No condemnation. You have to understand that. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Don't feel condemned at all. We're growing. The Bible says we're going from faith to faith. We are being changed from glory to glory. We have one glory now, but we're going to a higher glory, right? So there is no need to feel condemned. We want to know what God says. And we want to go that way. And um, I'm very grateful to the things that God has spoken to me. I'd like to share with you this message tonight because... God spoke to me in 1998. I don't use that those words very much. You won't hear me say much. God said to do this. God said to go pull that uh, plug off the wall. I just don't talk that way. There are people. Everything God told me. God told me don't do that very much. I caution people not to go that way. Rather say, I feel. You understand what I'm saying? But when God speaks to you, He's confirmed the part of it you already know. That He was God that spoke to you. So you can say God said that to you. You understand what I'm saying? You can say that because part of it is already confirmed. When God spoke to me in 1998 about healing, I didn't tell Angela. She didn't know I wrote it down. That She found that probably after 2000 when I started uh, the ministry. But God said to me, He said... Um, I'm going to send you out he said I'm pleased with you because you believe my word so he's going to heal people through when when the time comes 1998 I went into ministry 2000 the year 2000 I was at the Abilo College of Medicine uh, downtown doing research but he spoke to me in my office and said you're going to be doing this I make everything clear he said and there's people are going to people are going to be healed, all kinds of sickness and disease. I wrote those things down and uh, he said, They'll start calling you a healing evangelist. And he says, You are not healing evangelist because you just wanted believed to word. No difference. And I, as soon as I went back to my country, maybe one or two services, the pastor started introducing me as a healing evangelist. And they still do it today. If I go over, that's all they want me to talk about. If I leave this church and I go out, you should only speak on healing and pray for the sick. So I recognize, but my job here is very different. I know that I have to teach on on every area of of the faith. It can't be just be strong in healing. I have to make myself go back to healing these days because I don't want, want to talk about it. But the key is believing God's Word and God will confirm it. You just act on it. God will confirm it. That's all there is to it. You feel anointed? I don't know about the anointing business. I know I am anointed. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, right? I know. You're filled with the same Holy Spirit. It's no different. Do you understand? All I did, I just go out and act on the Word and see what God does. I leave the come to Him. I don't care if people laugh. And there was a church... The pastor was upset. Some, everybody wasn't healed. But there were many that were healed, including a guy that uh, had a, a bladder problem. They were going to fly him overseas. And uh, they'd done everything they knew to do in Nigeria. It wouldn't, wouldn't work. They wanted to fly him overseas for treatment because he just comes out. He was healed. A boy with an eye problem was also healed in that uh, Service as I was speaking, that particular eye was just water was just pouring out of it. So the father knew God was healing him. I was still speaking. So God confirms his word. Did I feel anointed? No, there's nothing. He's just speaking. Just speaking the word. Word God has given to me. I speak, and after I pray for the people and leave the resorts for him. I don't even think about how many people got healed, whose ears got opened. I don't care. I, that's not my business. My job. God told me very clearly if you can convince them to believe the word, I'll heal them. That's your job. You convince them to believe the word, and I'll do the healing. So I can be free. He's not healed. It's not my business. I'm not a healer. Okay? He is. Point is, every one of you believers, yeah? You're a healer. You are ordained. To bring divine healing to the world. You are. Even if you have been saved just tonight, after you get born again tonight, you go out and start praying for the sick. And God will heal them. God will heal them. What makes it difficult is we get all our our heads all so complicated with everything that's coming from every side and our past experiences, what we've heard from different preachers, and the experts, you know what I mean? And we got so confused. And then we look at our own circumstances, the pain, and you are just like me. And I'm wondering, I got a pain in my liver. How is God going to change the liver? What is He going to do? It's an infection. It's a bacteria. Is God going to kill all the bacteria? We all think alike, right? Do you think about that? Things like that? I do too. Well, my bone, the bone is not straight. How is God going to straighten up? Will He go there and move it? You're thinking about all of those things. But this is a spiritual thing. And realize the spiritual has dominion over the natural every time. Every time. The supernatural has dominion over the natural and can change it anytime it wishes. A key point uh, Jesus healed somebody that was deaf, remember? Deaf and dumb, right? now the doctor will tell you well I tell you what well, let's run our tests and they say the eardrum is not well developed right and they'll tell you well there's something wrong with his tongue he, the vocal cord is not working right and Jesus calls it the demon okay he says you deaf and dumb spirit come out and right after that the person can hear and they can speak but we don't think of things like that these days. Now, Smith Wigglesworth, I'm just taking my liberty tonight. <laughs> Smith Wigglesworth, he actually believed every sickness is a demon behind it. Now, this is the way they put it. It's the demon that gives life to that sickness. And if I deal with the demon, I'm healed. So, yeah. But the bone is not working right. The bone is decaying. Well, he says, yeah. He said, demon, <laughs> you can fight with Smith but he won't listen to you. I believe that's why I'm, he was punching people. He ask them, where is he, where is he hurting? And he say, the pain is in my stomach he goes, he can, he can box with a demon, but uh, he can box the demon if he's in your stomach, so he boxes. <laughs> he was a strange man, but... <laughs> God used it mightily. But you are ordained. And I want you to go out and try this. Um, I was looking for Lalea and for Kathy. They both went to uh, Lalea's mom. Uh, maybe a Wednesday or two Wednesdays ago so, uh, Pastor Andy talked about Lalea's mom having some kind of heart issue. Remember that? And these ladies went there and prayed for her. And she said she felt something. The next day she was out of the hospital, went back, you can't find anything. So it's not only pastors that can heal, eh? (laughs) amen. They did it. And I want to share with you from the Word of God that this is the truth. We just have to believe this thing and act on it and refuse to fear. The greatest thing is fear. The greatest thing is fear. If you are the one praying, you're afraid. What if nothing happens? That's what Satan tells you. What if you say all of these things and you pray and nobody gets healed? Now, what are you going to do? Remember that? That's what he tells you. So you, I ask him back, what if I say all these things and I pray and God heals them? What are you going to do? So we fight about what I'm going to do, what Satan is going to do. But Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. He's not changed. He has not changed. He will always heal. How many? I don't know. And I really don't care. I preach the gospel and he does his healing. Uh, there are certain things we can't understand what's going on in a person's life, so I really don't bother about it. I'm not saying they they're sin. But I've been in the hospital here uh, to pray for people that were dying they call me come and pray and you know I'm praying and the people are making arrangements for funeral at the same time so I, I don't bother about it, doesn't bother me I just pray and I leave because God is the one that gives the increase you let everything be but we can believe and believe just the word and stay with the word and the word alone whether God is doing something in this situation, I really don't know. But if I'm asked to pray, I will pray. And leave the result to the Lord. But I'm expecting healing. I'm expecting recovery. But I don't get discouraged because I didn't see an you know, instant result or something. That doesn't bother me. I'll keep going and I'll pray for the next person. Amen. Now, John 15 verse 16, Jesus said, You did not choose me, but I chose you. So when you came to the Lord, you were chosen by Christ himself. Jesus said this, No man can come to me except my heavenly Father draws him. So when you came to Christ, when you came and you believed in Christ, God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ was the one that pulled you to himself. That was in you. You It was you that you felt something and you, you needed to find God well that was God the Father saying that's mine," pulling you to himself that's what it is otherwise you'll be like the rest of them you won't receive Christ you don't even want to hear the word so he drew you he, he, drew you, he chose you himself you did not choose me Jesus says to every one of us I chose you now what is the purpose for him choosing you he says, I chose you and I appointed you. Traditional King James says, I chose you and ordained you. You're looking for ordination? That's what it is. Some people need men said ordination, but God says, when I chose you, I called you to myself, you were ordained as a minister for God. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 says to us that we are now ambassadors for Christ. What do ambassadors do? They represent the kingdom from which they were sent. They are the kingdom in another kingdom. Right? And they bring everything from their kingdom to bear on this other kingdom. Christ said, Jesus said, I chose you and appointed you. Not only choosing you, he appointed you, he ordained you that you should go and bear fruit. That's not saying, I'm going to go struggle to uh, to bear fruit. No, you were ordained to bear fruit. You will bear fruit. And your fruit will remain. If He chose you and ordained you, you will bear fruit. You got no choice about it. You will bear fruit. If you believe it and you walk in it, you will bear fruit. It may seem as if you're not bearing fruit, but sure, you'll bear fruit. If you stay with it. You cannot be called and ordained by Christ and not bear fruit. That's not possible. You can be called and ordained by Christ and not believe it and you won't bear fruit. But if you are called and ordained by Him chosen and appointed by Christ remember Christ Himself you will bear fruit. You will certainly bear fruit. And your fruit will remain according to the Word of God. And then he says, This is the reason for your fruit, for you bearing fruit, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he give to you. He give to you. Now, if you have been filled with the Holy Spirit, you know what that is? That's the confirmation of your ordination. I mean, a man can ordain you, but you're not going to be speaking in tongues after they ordain you. Right? But when God ordains you and anoints you, He puts His Spirit into your life. That's a serious ordination. That's God Himself saying, I'm giving this to you for work. Go and bear fruit. And you you are able to After the Holy Spirit is coming to your life. We're very different from Samson. You know Samson? Samson, he knew what he had. And yet the Holy Spirit was not in Samson. The Holy Spirit only came on Samson. But when Samson is ordinary, when, when he's not feeling anything, he says, let me go out and shake myself a little. The Holy Spirit will catch up with me. See? He knew what he had. He just walked out from being with a prostitute and take the gate off. He had no doubt about what was on his life. The same Holy Spirit. is not just on you. He is inside of you. What can stop you? How many of us would like to be Samson? Sure. <laughs> but the power that was on Samson is in you. The same power that was all something is in you. If we can see it this way, then nothing can really stop us except, you know, unbelief. Acts eight says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. What power? Did you receive any power? Yes, you did. For what purpose? Do you, do you realize there's power inside of you? What is that power? It's not like Samson's power to bust heads, right? (laughs) But that power is in you. Jesus cannot lie. Think about it. We see things in the natural and we cannot accept what Jesus has told us. And I'm not just talking to you. I'm I'm dealing with myself as well. We can't fully see and understand and accept what he told us. He said, after you receive the Holy Spirit, you have power from God. And what do we do? We pray for power. You got the Holy Spirit. You pray in tongues. And then you pray for power to do the work. (laughs) You got the power. You shall receive power. You shall, no doubt about it, receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you comes into your life, you have the power. You already have it. Not going to give to you if you already received the Holy Spirit. And you will be a witness. Why? Because you will be a powerful witness, right? You'll be a powerful witness. I just don't believe. Paul made it very clear. I don't want to just talk. Especially when I'm going out to witness to unbelievers. You can't convince most of the world by just your good preaching, I can guarantee you. You will not convince them. T.L. Osborne said he went to uh, India, first time to preach in India. And he was trying to convince the Muslim people about his God, that they needed to be saved so that they would go to heaven. And he said he had his uh, black leather Bible. They had their own black leather Quran. And he was telling them, you need to forget that your black leather Quran and, and believe my black letter about this both of them were black letter books and the guy said why should i leave my black letter quran and believe what's the difference you believe that that's the book your book for god god's book and i believe that this is god's book what's the difference how can you convince me to change my mind from my black book to start receiving, well, you got to believe this, otherwise you go to hell. He said, well, you got to believe the Quran, or you won't have 10 virgins." <laughs> he said it was so, he was so frustrated, he couldn't convince them. He came back to the United States, and said, forget those uh, people, they can all go to hell. I'll just preach to Americans where in America where the people believe that the Bible is the word of God. But that pain didn't leave him. And then God gave him the understanding. The Holy Spirit said you can do the same thing. You can heal. You can heal. He went back to the same place. And miracles. Eyes, blind eyes open. deaf ears open. And all these Muslim people and they were throwing away their Quran. We want you, Jesus. Give us that Jesus. The power. You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And then you will be witnesses. Until you receive power, you can truly be a witness for Christ. Not words of human wisdom. I know we associate power to different kind of things, but I like to see the power that Jesus did. I like to see the eyes open. I like to see the deaf ears open. I like to see the lame walk. I like to see those things. What Jesus did. That's what is important. The twelve. You know what Jesus did in the first fact. Twelve people and then did increase the number. Matthew 9, verse 1 and 2 tells us, Then he called his twelve disciples together. Did he call him? Yes, he did. And gave them what? Power. What did he say you will receive after you receive the Holy Spirit? Power. Right? This was before the Holy Spirit came. But this time he called them together and he gave them power. And authority over demons and to cure diseases. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So he sent them, go and preach the kingdom of God and heal the sick. Now he was telling them, I believe that was Luke 9. In Matthew 10, the same, 7 through 8, he gave them commandment. He said, And as you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Look at what he tells them to do. Heal the sick. Cleanse the leper. The lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out Demons. Freely you have received, freely give. So every time you're going out to preach the gospel, if Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, this is what he'll tell you to do. As you go, I've given you the authority, I've ordained you to go. Go now, heal the sick, cleanse lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons freely you have received, freely give. He gave this to the twelve when they went out. The seventy, in Luke chapter ten, he called another group. Some people would say, well, well, that was for the apostles. Right? But in Luke chapter ten, he had seventy others. He says, after these things, verse one, the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them two by two before His face into every city and place where He Himself was about to go. Now, guess what? When I go, especially when our, our people go into Nigeria, you know what's happening? When they go, that's where Jesus wants to go. He's sending them ahead of Himself. When they get there and they start preaching, He'll come and join them. Guess what? He'll heal them. He healed the people. What was the result of this sending? In Luke 10 verse 17 through 19 it says, Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Notice they said nothing about the healing. They were so excited about the demons coming out. Because in their day, they, were so, they had so much understanding about the activities of demons. They didn't know what to do b- about it. Here they were dealing with demons. Probably the demons speaking back to them like they did with Jesus. And they were casting the demons out in his name. They were excited. They had seen healing. They saw healing with the twelve. But this time, boy, the demons were coming out. And they came rejoicing. And look at what effect it had on the Lord Himself. That's why this is. When we obey God and we go out and we do these things in His name, we make His heart really glad. Really, really glad. Because now we are bringing the kingdom of God to bear on the kingdom of darkness. And those sinners will come off it, they will believe, they will readily receive the gospel. They said, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Then he said this to them, Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. When Jesus saw their joy, he gave them more power. You know, in those days, I used to spend a lot of time, if so don't like to do that, but I spent a lot of time casting out devils from people, and um, sometimes I spent the whole day, you know, just doing that. I was successful in some. Some of them were very difficult, and I kept asking the Lord, what's going on? What am I doing? What's, how can I handle this? Uh, that was how it was in those days. I remember there was a lady that came to me. I was in a preacher. It was back there in Nigeria. And she was telling me about something called Spirit Husband back there. And I didn't understand what she was talking about. I asked her a question. She was very graphic. I I left the room and I went and talked to my mother. I said, Mama, what is she talking about? And my mother said, Oh, I said, so you know about this stuff? (laughs) Yeah, and then she told me. And I told myself, it's just a demon. I'll deal with it. I went back in there and, great, it was just a demon. I can deal with a demon. Call it spirit husband, call it spirit wife. I don't care what you call it. It's a demon. And I got authority over it. Now come out. And the demon was gone. And And then she said, there is a, there's an implantation, maybe something that the devil gave to her that stayed in the back of her head and caused her a lot of headache. And, you know, this is, this, this is an amazing thing if you work with it, I'm telling you. It's an amazing thing, what God can do. You know, so young then, was in the, it mid probably 1987. And all I did was, I said, where is the place that you got the implantation? And she said, back here. And I played with her hair I just was saying, Okay, come out in the name of Jesus. Come out. In the... I just was doing something like that. And she turned around and looked at me. He's gone. I felt nothing. Saw nothing. She was healed. That easy. It's that easy. It's, it's so easy. We make it too complicated. At that time, I was still trying to understand. I still trying to understand the matter of healing. Jesus rejoices. Just go out and do it. Pray for them. When I'm in a crusade, oh, I feel so good. I I announce to them, God is going to heal you here tonight. In uh, Willis here, we had a a man, I think, I don't know if Pastor Andy was there. Some man that came, he was attending Lakewood Church. He had a back problem. Just heard the message sitting in the church, probably to my right. And I didn't pray for him, but God healed him. And in the evening that day, he carried his son and said, that was the first day for years or so. When his son was born. He had not been able to pick up that boy because of his back problem. But God healed him. God healed him that man. He's the same Jesus. Jesus rejoices. Now, look at Luke chapter 10 verse 21. He says, in that hour, after they told Jesus that, in that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the spirit. Do you know what happened? Jesus was so glad when he heard that these disciples were doing what he commanded them to do. They were using the power that he gave to them. After he told them, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Then he rejoiced in the spirit. I mean, that was not the joy in the flesh, this was deep. He rejoiced in the spirit. And said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to babes. I'm glad to be a baby. Oh God. Yes, I'm one of the babes. Hidden from the wise and the prudent. You can't understand it with your wisdom. You cannot. You have to become like a child. No question asked. Daddy says to do this, you just do it. Don't understand it. Don't know high work. You just act on it. Until you become converted and become like children. It's not going to happen. You just act on it. Be the fool. Be the fool. Let them laugh. They'll laugh one time. The next day they'll be singing your praise you remember Jesus said no power none of the power of the enemy will hurt you in those days they will tell you don't cast out demons when you have children around because the demons will hurt Jesus said nothing shall by any means hurt you and I used to tell them I rejected that because these experts would tell you don't do this in the presence of children the demons will leave this person and get into the other person I said well if the demon is dumb enough To leave this person and go to the other person. Then I'll go after him as well. I'm not going to quit. Go after him. Get him out of that person. Till he gets into a pig or something. Hmm? We don't have to be afraid. Jesus rejoiced in the spirit. If you're doing it, you make God's heart glad. Notice, in his spirit. The spirit, that's God. He rejoiced. Really in a very deep way. God has hidden these things. But then Jesus had given the same things to mul- the same thing to multitudes, all of us. All of us. Mark sixteen, verse nineteen through twenty it says, So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord walking with them, confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. Not just the 70, but this was after he rose. Now this is going all the way into the into Acts of the Apostles. They went everywhere, everywhere, preaching the gospel. And the Lord himself was walking with them. And he confirmed the word with signs following. God always confirms the word. Especially when you're out there ministering to people. God will confirm it. If you're not afraid, God will. And tell the stories, but these things are true stories. I have confidence in my God. I have nothing to prove to anybody. I can't heal anybody. I can't heal a fly with a broken wing. I can't do it. But God came. You know, I was in this place and my friends were saying, we're going to have a good crusade, a huge crusade. So many people are coming. Noise all over town. They're, oh, we're going to get healed. You need to go and fast and pray. I said, I'm not fasting and praying. I did that in America. I'm not doing that here. I'm not fasting and praying. I can't heal anybody. If they're coming for me to heal them, they're going to be sadly disappointed. But if they're coming to Jesus, He'll heal them. And I know He will. And guess what? He did. You I not have to fast and pray. I just proclaimed the word. And they come out. And they share the word. God has healed me. God has healed me. He wants to heal through you. Through every one of you. Not just the preacher. That's what I used to think. It was for the preachers. And those, quote and unquote, that are anointed. They can do the healing. That's a lie. God wants to heal through you. All you have to do is believe it. And act on it. Keep acting on it. And God will walk with you. If you will go out and do it. Don't ever hesitate. I don't care. They bring whatever condition they have. I just pray for them. I can heal them. He can. I'm not an expert, you know that. I've shared here before, praying for a uh, little girl that was uh, deaf... I was yelling and screaming, and the girl was saying, Sir, you can stop praying, now because I can hear you. Stop praying. Stop. But I was still yelling. I was still trying to get God to do it. That's an expert? You're kidding. <laughs> I didn't know. Was. I just prayed. that God was doing it. But I proclaimed to them fully, because I know God, He cannot fail. He won't lie to us. God is real. God is true and God is with us right now and Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever I don't care how long this situation has been, I don't care how bad it is I don't have to be nervous about it I know Jesus rose from the dead I know Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father I will not get discouraged if we present it, I'll do it I'll keep praying and I'll get the results that's the truth you know, I've shared with people before, if the situation is right and I have to pray for somebody to be raised from the dead, I feel the figure the situation is right, the things, conditions to be met. And I can define that to you, but I can tell in my heart. Even if I failed seven times, guess what happens after the seventh time if one person got raised from the dead? You won't have a seat in the church. You have to take an appointment to come to church. For you to have a seat. That's just the truth. Just because I fail one time doesn't mean I can't get along next time. I keep going. He gives the healing. So this this word was given to us. I like to go to Mark. I think uh, scripture. Mark sixteen. The same chapter. Mark 16 from verse 16 it says verse 15 it says here go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature he who believes and is baptized will be saved but he who does not believe will be condemned and these signs will follow those who believe how many of us are believers here these signs follow those who believe. If you are a believer, this sign is a part of your life. That's what he's saying. He's already there. These signs follow the, those that believe. In my name, they will cast out devils. Not just pastors, not just the anointed ones, jo- those who believe. Are you a believer in Christ? Yes, you are. You can cast out devils. That's what the word says. You are a believer. It is, it says, those who believe and have become pastors, right? Is that what it says? Those who believe and have won a hundred people to the Lord, then they can cast out devils, right? Is that what it says? These signs follow those that believe. In my name they shall cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. Some speak with new tongues. All oh, of if you are a believer, you can speak with new tongues. That's what it's saying. They will take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and the sick will what? Recover. You are a believer, you can lay hands on the sick. They may not be healed instantly, but the Bible says, they shall recover. They shall recover. It's for every believer. It's for the multitude. And Philip understood that when he preached the gospel. I used to want to be around these individuals. I just want to see it. And to me, really in my mind, everything that's happened to me in the past, today, that's little. I'm believing God for greater days in the future. I believe that I'm going to see multitudes of people healed. I really believe that with all of my heart. This is a growing phase for me. I'm learning by the time, I believe when the time comes and God releases, I'm going to see them. I'll see all of them. I've seen some, but I want to see more. God will do it. It says in uh, Acts 8, verse 5 in, uh, through 8, and Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. What did he preach? Christ to them. And the multitudes, with one accord, he the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was great joy in the city. Notice, every time there's healing, there's joy. Jesus even rejoiced. Amen. Great joy. Great joy among the people. Every one of us can bring healing into the lives of those that are sick. You have been anointed of God. The scripture I read in Mark chapter 16, notice what it says. This sign shall follow them that believe. They shall cast out devils. And what Christians have done well, this person has this gift and that person has that gift some speak in tongues and others can speak in tongues some others can drink deadly poison and they never die but if uh, brother Fred drinks poison he'll die because that's not his gift his gift is to cast out devils right and well the other person Angela's gift is to speak in tongues so if we need somebody to speak in tongues let's go look for sister Angela bring her here because she's going to be speaking in tongues and then you need healing oh sorry come back next Sunday the gift of healing is gone out of town it's going to be back the next Sunday. These signs follow them that believe. Every one of us. If you preach the gospel, they'll get healed. If you lay your hands on them and pray for them, God will heal them. That's the confidence I have in my God. I've, after a stage in my life, I was so tired of being a good Christian. You know what that is? I was tired of being a good Christian. I'm telling you, I was sick and tired of people telling me you are such a good Christian. I want people to, Lord, I was tired of it. I wanted something that says God is at work in my life. And you get people filled with this prayer. But I wanted to see something. I crave so much just to be around where God is healing. They come in blind and I see them go out, well... They come in with a broken limb. And I see them. I wanted to be there. Even if I were not the one doing the praying. I saw them in Benny Hinn's meeting. But I didn't see them when they got in the meeting. Do you understand what I'm saying? I want to see them come in there sick. And I want to see them go out well. That would mean a lot to me. God has allowed me to see by His grace. And God has allowed you. But you to see it. But God wants to use you as an individual. I know there's a message on healing for yourself. But God wants to use you to bring healing to the world. He ordained you not just to preach the gospel but also to bring healing to them. Divine healing. That's not to say you can't use medicine. You can use medicine. But as far as I'm concerned I can get well if the doctor say. It's not possible. I'm not going to die. God will heal me. I have a lot to say tonight, but I'll continue next week. No, I'm not preaching next week <laughs> because somebody else is preaching. But if you're sick in your body, can you come up? Get your healing. Call uh, Rick. Is that what your name? Please come on. Thank you. That tonight, but that said, I'd like to go just by the way God said to do in the scriptures. That's all to do. He said, Lay hands on the sick. That's what we do. He confirmed His word. He also said to anoint them with all. And we're going to be talking about that. God is very specific in His Word, and He watches over His word to perform it. So, we don't have to prove anything. And there's only one thing I ask of you. If you're coming for healing, I'd like you to believe that God is healed. You. But then do something that you couldn't do before. That's what I say to them when we are in a situation. I tell them do something you couldn't do before. Because right after we pray, whether you feel something or not, you'll do what you couldn't do before. Because Jesus is confirming His Word with signs following. He does His miracle. You have to do what you couldn't do before. If you couldn't see, open your eyes and see. If you couldn't move your body, move that body. I'm going to tell a story. Before I prayed, there was a Muslim kid. He, his, uh, one of his legs was about six inches or so, shorter than the other. And they had a special shoe for him so that he could walk. And as he was sharing the message, they were praying to receive Christ. You know what he was doing? He was taking off that braces from himself. While they were still praying to receive Christ. He was getting himself ready. After prayer for salvation, guess what? I mean, you could see those ma- that man's two legs. You couldn't tell the one that was back. Except to show you the, what he was wearing before. He was ready. He was weeping as he heard this story. And when it came to time, he believed the master was already there. And he was preparing himself. While they were praying, he was praying to receive Christ, like I said. And he was taking that stuff off his body. He got healed him. It is so simple. So simple, so simple. We got nothing to prove. He is the healer. Jesus is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. If you couldn't see, open your eyes and see. If you couldn't move your body, move your body violently. Usually the pain will be gone. If you got sinus problem, believe it's gone. Act on your faith. Don't hesitate. God would do it. Amen. We're going to take the all and pray. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, in Jesus' name, I command His eyes to be opened in the name of Jesus. I command His eyes to see in Jesus' name. I rebuke the this spirit of blindness. Come out of this man right now. In Jesus' name, I anointed eyes with in the name of the Lord in the name of the Lord Jesus and I command his eyes to see in Jesus name, Lord I give you praise Jesus I give you praise I give you praise Jesus thank you for healing his eyes in Jesus name thank you thank you Jesus I open your eyes hello can you see can you see your eyes. Look at my hand. Can you see my hand? Can you see? The eyes is watering too. Can you see? How many fingers? You see one? Look again. You see two fingers. You see two fingers. You see three like that. I can't make three. You see two like that. Yes, you see two like that. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Lord. By your supernatural power, He can see. I declare He can see. The eyes will become clearer in the name of Jesus. I declare it in the power of your name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. No, you're you healed. Not going to be. You're healed. Fire of the Holy Spirit. I burn this oppression off your daughter's body right now. In the name of Jesus, I burn the oppression off his body. Now this our body right now. In Jesus' name, I command the weakness, I command the pain to leave right now in the name of Jesus. Be sure. Don't be afraid. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, let the anointing heal. Heal in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Be gone from her in the name of Jesus. Can you see my hand? You see your hand doing that? Good, good, good. Thank you, Jesus. on his own. Let him keep exercising his faith. Please, let him walk on his own. You have to. There is a thing called trying to keep your healing. That's where Christians are struggling. You have to be firm with the devil. Say with me, by his stripes, I am healed. By his stripes, I am healed. I cannot be sick. Jesus is in me. I am healed. By His friends. I was healed. I am healed. Thank you, Lord. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. We're dismissed.